have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome to today's episode of Leadership Stars. I'm so glad you all are here. I have a very, very, very special guest with us today. And I just want to know, there are moments in your lives when you see a need and you can choose or not choose to respond. Well, this high-level tech professional chose to respond, and this is a story you definitely don't want to miss. Love Never Fails is a nonprofit dedicated to the restoration education, and protection of those involved or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking, which I think is a blight on this world, and that's Mm. my personal opinion. Um, People Magazine's Everyday Hero has won a score of awards for her change-making work, and she has much to teach us about leading change. So let's welcome Vanessa Russell. Vanessa, welcome. Thank you. So glad to be here. And it's so good to have you here. Vanessa, um, you know, the the introduction says, you know, you were a tech professional. So yes. why don't you tell our audience a little bit about where you came from and how you got to where you are today? Absolutely. So uh, I've been in the tech industry for about 23 years. I actually entered, entered in during the, the first boom and uh, uh, when we were moving over from uh, you know, into the in the analog days, let's just yes. say, yeah. and, and uh, uh, started my career actually working for a global uh, service provider and in tech in a tech support job, um, and it was just a, a an amazing uh, journey, amazing start in that um, I knew nothing about technology and I was very much in need, living in poverty myself. I was a single mom, and I decided that I needed to, you know, do something that was a little out of the box. So an opportunity for IT opened up, started to teach myself using books. Uh, Actually, my first book was TCPIP for Dummies and uh, (laughs) and started to just train myself and really train my community um, to come along with me on this journey towards becoming an IT professional. And, um, you know, that's that that it's been a 23 year career um, and just recently uh, moved. I actually was a, a senior uh, leader, a sales leader at Cisco Systems and um, recently retired in January so that I could commit my life to working on uh, this issue of human trafficking through Love Never Fails. Okay, so you re- retired literally like two months ago? Correct. Wow. That's that's impressive. Um, and how was Cisco? <laughs> Cisco was a, a, amazing. Um, I couldn't have asked for a better experience. I know a report just came out that said that Cisco is one um, out of you know hundreds and hundreds of of companies recognized. Cisco was number six in terms of one of the uh, greatest places to work. And um, I will tell you that. Um, it's a very challenging environment. You must mm-hmm. be a self-starter. You must be uh, a, a, a tenacious advocate, self-advocate, an advocate for your colleagues and for people who need to uh, be recognized. Uh, but if you are um, someone who is motivated and um, and uh, resilient and 
um, have, you know, a lot of passion about what you're selling or what you're, uh, what you believe in. And, you know, whether it's your products or your services or your go to market or the, the region that you represent, uh, you can really go very far in, in, in at Cisco. And so it's, it was a great company for me. That uh, that's very interesting that you say that you have to be uh, a self advocate because one of the things that I find oftentimes with women, especially women leaders, is the fact that we don't advocate for ourselves. That we wait for someone to recognize us, and you know, so we don't raise our hand when somebody says, "Can you do?" Uh, we wait. And yes. did you find that was true in Cisco, or or were the women there uh, more on the self advocating path? Oh no! I think it's it, I think it's universal. I've worked at Wells Fargo. I worked at SBC Global at Cisco. Um, I worked for Alameda County, and in every one of those locations or places, companies, and and many other companies, uh, excited home. And in, in all of those places, I I noticed that there were women uh, that were working just just you know into the wee hours of the night, and really felt that somebody must be noticing all of the great work that they were doing. You know, somebody's <laughs> got to be paying attention. I mean, I, I'm doing such great work here. And um, unfortunately, and, and I think I one of the things that I love to do is um, uh, sing the praises of the people that are in, around me. And so I've, I've just really made that my, my role uh, to um, acknowledge when people are doing good work around me, whether it's women or men or whoever. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so we need to be that for each other and we need to push each other out there and, um, you know, as, as one person said, adjust each other's crowns, if you will, and uh, do it privately and, and, uh, and, and then sh- let, let one another shine. And then, of course, like you said, like, like we were t- discussing, advocate for ourselves, mm-hmm. find ways to, to be tactful about it, right? There's nothing worse right. than just saying, I did this and I did that. I'm so great. But, you know, ways that we can share something that really means something to, to the world. Yeah, I think that's so very, very key is the fact that we tend to hide and we tend to sit back and, and wait and that kind of thing. And we we, are, we were taught as, as young girls not to boast, not mm-hmm. to bring out um, our accomplishments, that that, that wasn't something that a, that a good girl did. Um, you know, you were quiet and, and that kind of thing. And I, I think it does us a, a huge disservice in the workplace. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you agree with that. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think there are, there is something to be said for um, bringing humility into certain situations. Mm-hmm. I've seen people self promote a little bit too much, right? It, you know, and 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 that's a turn off as well. But um, there, you know, especially when you are. Um, you are bringing forth information that's relevant. You know, you're not just forcing, you know, some accolade for yourself into a unrelated conversation, but you're bringing in a relevant thing that you did for a customer or that you did for a partner or that you, you did for um, one of your business partners and that um, will help somebody in the job that they're doing. And we just have to spend a little more time being strategic and thinking about how to communicate that in a way that, that feels right. I think that's so true that, that the, st- strategy behind it has to be such that it's not self-aggrandizing that um, you are truly you know again you're promoting yourself through the work you've done for others and so how that's helped with with a client or as you said a partner or something along those lines I think that's so very very true but again we don't necessarily do that Um, and and it's horn tooting um, is is something that we don't do easily um, 
that we have to learn how to do that in order to be recognized because otherwise we just become part of the wallpaper, right? Yes. And you have to work in an environment. You have to be part of a company that um, encourages women to, mm-hmm. to function in that way. I think, you know, I have worked in area in, in, in for groups uh, and for managers that have, have stifled my growth, that mm-hmm. have, you know, caused, made me believe or tried to make me believe that I was, um, you know, second best. And, um, and so, you know, whenever you find that happening and you know that is not the case, then, you know, you've just got to kind of, realize that that's their problem, not yours. Right. I think one of the best examples I had of, of a woman who was having challenges with that, she'd actually lost her job. And I was in a, I, I was teaching a leadership in the workforce. And she said, look, I, I'm a project manager and I always have these really great ideas for projects and I bring them to my boss and I, you know, explain it and everything else. And, and he says, that's great. Let me look at it further. And the next thing I know, my male counterpart has my project. Mm. And I said, well, did you ever say to your boss, and I want to lead this project? She goes, oh, no, mm-hmm. no, no. I, I thought he'd just know that. Right. You know, yeah. One, he can't read your mind. And two, you, you have to at least step in and say, I'd like to lead this project. And if you don't think I'm qualified yet, then I'd like to be the co-lead on this so that I can learn what I don't know. Right. And she goes, wow, I never thought of that. That would, that would have been really great. So I, right. I think that's part of it is that we have to, we have to set it up so that they can knock it out of the park. Yes. Yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. absolutely. Vanessa, you have taken on a very large challenge um, in this country and in this world, which is human trafficking. Why did you step into that? Well, it started um, about seven years. Of, actually, this is my eighth year uh, of being a nonprofit. And uh, so eight years ago, I was teaching young people dance. Actually, I had been teaching them for um, 10 years prior to that. And um, teaching young people dance just on a voluntary basis on weekends and on weekend, uh, weekday nights. And uh, mostly working with inner city youth in uh, San Leandro, California. And one of the um, you know, I just thought, you know, this is the way that I'm going to be giving back because I love working with young people and I love dance. And so, um, I, uh, I, I was working there and, and, and then I found out, um, shortly in 2010 that one of my 15 year old dance students was being exploited. Um, she actually, someone brought her to me. Um, I was, I was in the middle of a meeting and they said, you know, uh, they had this girl, they didn't know she was my dance student. And they said they had this girl and she, you know, she needed help. And as I sat down with her, of course, I, you know, I said, wow, this is my, this is my dance student. And, mm-hmm. and we, and we met and she began to tell me how she had been choked and, and raped and shot at and, um, brutalized and sold. Um, and, um, as you can imagine, you know, my heart, um, just sank and, um, I was just, just wrecked, just, just completely wrecked. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there were so many things that I learned there and that just that first conversation about trauma bonding, about, um, you know, disassociation and um, several clinical things that happen to a person when they experience that kind of trauma. And um, and it just changed my life in, in a very profound way. And I knew, you know, I thought, oh, well, I w- I'm just, you know, I'm just set up to, to, to help kids like 
uh, you know, once a week here, you know, I, I, <laughs> yes. I'm, a, I'm a single mom and, and I've got this, you know, global job and I'm, I'm super busy and um, there's no way I can take anything like this on, but it just kept, you know, just kept wearing on me every night I couldn't sleep. Um, I kept thinking about her um, and the, the torture that she had gone through. And um, finally, after about four months of wrestling with it, um, I, you know, and, and feeling very inadequate, by the way, you know, I'm not a teacher, I'm right. not a clinician, I, you know, I, I'm not a police officer, like what, what, I'm an IT nerd, like what mm-hmm. am I going to bring to the, bring to bear here? Uh, I just have a heart for, for children and for dance and, you know, that's it. And, and so what I got, you know, in my time, I'm a praying person and in my time of prayer, what I got is that all you need to do is just just love, love her, just love her and just be there for her. And, um, that's where I got the name love never fails. And, um, from there, you know, unbeknownst to me, it's become, I've been, you know, involved in educating thousands of children and uh, community members where, you know, we have a prevention education program in partnership with two other nonprofits, three strands global and Frederick Douglass family initiative. And, and it's called protect. And we're in 32 counties. We're in three States doing prevention education in the schools. Um, we've opened up houses for women and children. Um, we've housed 97 women and 19 children in the last three and a half years and um actually march 16th it'll be four years i just realized that march 16th so four years yeah 97 women and 19 children and um you know we we've just done so much and all while working at cisco and and just for me it's just really proved that love never fails because there's just no way that i could have navigated all of this without a huge amount of love in my heart um to to extend um and then many many people who have joined me in this journey and so you're connected with two other nonprofits is that is that what you said yeah, so for our prevention education program that's in the schools, um, we're connected to Three Strands Global out of Sacramento and Frederick Douglass Family Initiative out of um, uh, Orange County. Okay. Um, the And um, both of those organizations are global. Um, they have a global sort of focus, um, global national focus. But we partner together to create a collaborative called mm-hmm. Protect. Okay. And, and we do prevention education in the schools. We have a curriculum for fifth, seventh, ninth, and 11th grade students. Why those? Well, I mean, those um, are the odd numbers. <laughs> yeah. So the average age of a person that's trafficked in the U.S., according to the DOJ, is 12 to 14. Okay. So we knew that we wanted to get a, the like the key um, right where it's happening is seventh grade. We wanted mm. to get a little bit younger so that we can catch it early, which is fifth. And mm-hmm. then we, you know, so we, and then of course we want to make sure and catch every other grade. Right. Ideally we would do it in every grade, although it's quite expensive. So we thought, you know, let's, let's target every other grade starting at fifth um, so that we sprinkle in and it's very additive. It's not inoculation. It's, you know, you start off with in fifth grade with age appropriate messaging that's about safe people, safe choices, and safe places. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't really talk about sex trafficking per se. It's more about labor trafficking, human rights, and um, the your right to say no. You know, and 
and um, ask for help. And then in seventh grade, we really start to introduce the concept of human trafficking. Um, there's, a, you know, in the sex ed classes, right? So it's mm-hmm. appropriate there. And then in the ninth grade, and all of our curriculum is written against health ed- or against education codes. So in, in the ninth grade, we wrote our curriculum against a health education code. And so that's really talking about it from a clinical standpoint and from a, um, and from a legal standpoint. What are the ramifications if you get involved in a trafficking case? If you become a trafficker, how many years are you going to get? So that our young women and young men that are thinking about doing that know this is not the right line of work or business to be in. And then um, in the 11th grade, we really, uh, we come into the U.S. history class and we talk about this from the historical standpoint and we really help them to, we, we're hoping that they will actually become modern day abolitionists mm. that will um, uh, take on a community service project and actually fight against human trafficking in their own local communities in a very relevant way. That's a- Awesome, Vanessa. I think that's absolutely fantastic. And you and you, you do, you cover a wide range of information in, in just those four years. The question I guess, there are a couple of questions that I have. Um, first of all, how do you define human trafficking? Because it sounds like it's a very broad category. Yes, human trafficking is either sex trafficking, which is the exchange of sex for money or for goods or for services, um, and labor trafficking, the exchange of labor for little to no income, little to no payment. Um, And um, sex trafficking, I would say, is 96%, the last percentage I saw, 96% of people who are trafficked in the U.S. are uh, girls, mm-hmm. um, 4% are boys. Um, and, um, and then, you know, sprinkled in there is non-conforming, right. Uh, LGBTQ, um, mm-hmm. categories in there. And then, um, just, just kind of noting that, um, 50% of labor trafficking cases are men. And, um, and whereas with sex trafficking, it's about 96% are women and, uh, 4% are men. So, um, you know, there, there is quite a, um, um, uh, you know, a need for all types of advocacy, all types of homes. And um, we we focus in our prevention education program on both types of trafficking mm-hmm. and then e- equipping teachers and um, administrators in the schools with the information they need to know to understand the, you know, the psychological effects of this kind of, um, you know, of being trafficked. Uh, yeah. on a on a victim and they may not detect it without that kind of education um you know one but, of the things that comes to mind harry d'souza had mentioned to me that um his children while he was being trafficked for the many years that him and his wife um were being trafficked um his children had um they were living in cincinnati and it, they have terrible winters there and his children had windbreakers for winter coats mm. and um and the school, unfortunately, um, sent his children home one day when it was like a, a, a blizzard and, and were, were very, um, you know, sort of condemning towards the family saying, you know, where are their winter coats? Why don't they have winter coats? You need to go home and get a proper coat. Right. Not realizing that the that, that was the proper coat. being trafficked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so but, sometimes we got to notice these things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the key is we, we need to be aware and we need to be looking at things like that. So audience, when you see gentlemen standing on uh, street corners um, early in the morning and you see truck run up and pick them all up, this may be a situation that you need to make aware of to the proper authorities. And with that, think about that. We'll be right back. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at dare to dream with Linda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, dream with Linda.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I have the phenomenal Vanessa Russell with me on on the show today. And Vanessa, her reaction to being confronted with a human trafficking situation with a student that she knew and had um, taught as a dance student was to found Love Never Fails, which has educated thousands of children and community members on the issue of human trafficking. It's also opened a home that provides long-term safe housing and restorative services for an average of 26 women survivors and their children a year and lost an IT academy connecting underserved community members with financially sustainable careers. Vanessa, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. So great to be here. Oh, it's This is a subject that... Um, tears at my heart, to say the least. I do have to say, though, in, in Los Angeles, you know, it, your uh, what you're doing and with Love Never Fails um, 
I want to say it's quiet. I mean, I'm, I know you're doing a lot and you're on the radio and you're doing s- stuff like that. But like in L.A., um, human trafficking is is such a big deal that there are um, signs on the freeway yes. about stop stopping human trafficking. That's not something that we've done here in Northern California, is it? It is actually it is. Um, one one of my very uh, good friends, Janice Jacobs. She's um, she actually designed uh, in in partnership with Clear Channel and the Alameda County uh, District Attorney's Office. Mm-hmm. Um, she designed ba- um, ads, if you will, billboards mm-hmm. um, as part as part of her her program, which is called Ab- Abolitionist Mom, and um, and she has billboards all the way all the way up and down, you know, um, the highway eight eighty. Uh, throughout the Bay Area, San Francisco, in bus bus stops. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's quite a bit of um, uh, of that kind of work um, going on. Um, I know that in San Diego, there's also a campaign that uh, their district attorney has done, um, also uh, with the bus sheds and the um, you know the bulletins, uh, side freeway bulletins. So a lot of work that that people are doing to bring awareness also in the airports hopefully mm-hmm. everyone's seeing those you know the yes. TVA has really been putting up a lot of uh, getting trained uh, Bay Area Anti-Human Trafficking Coalition has been doing a ton of training of uh, of uh, some of organizations like TVA and um, and um, and so yes we are we are uh, I think we're all kind of working to raise the awareness. I, I do have a question, Vanessa, around all of that. It sounds like you know you, you've you've said that you're connected with or you know about a lot of organizations like here in California, and I presume that you know them nationwide. Yes. Yes, and okay. and internationally as well. Yeah, like okay. International Justice Mission and Agape, and there's a lot of, of really great ones as well uh, globally. My question is, you know, uh, I know that there are people out there who have their own passion, their own um, cause that they really want to, in essence, create a movement for. And the challenge always is, gee, I'm only so, so big and, right. you know, and, and that kind of thing. How do you connect? How do you connect with those allies who are doing similar things to you in such a way that you become that kind of force? Yeah, you know what I, and again, it, it kind of goes back to, isn't it interesting that that willingness to be an advocate for my fellow colleague at uh, at Cisco or at Wells Fargo, mm-hmm. um, that inclination in me um, really transfers quite well in the nonprofit world in that I love to be a promoter of other organizations and also to be, an, you know, a, uh, to encourage, an encourager to individuals to say, you know what, um, I used to have this joke, running joke with one of my friends, Benita Hopkins, that we would, I would say, you know what, if what you know how to do is warm up milk for pigeons, <laughs> we will find a way to make that work uh, in the fight against human trafficking. Whatever it is that you bring to bear, you know, some people are, they, 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 they knit, so they're knitting scarves for our survivors. Mm-hmm. Some people, uh, they cook, so they're, they're doing lessons, you know, uh, cooking lessons or recipes uh, for people who, you know, who have have eaten nothing but McDonald's for all of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there's just whatever you're good at, whatever your gifts are, um, they can be brought to bear to help someone else. That's fantastic. So audience, if you have a gift that would support um, education or, or restoration of someone who's been human trafficked, um, definitely get a, in touch with Vanessa and let her know that 
you have a skill that you'd like to bring to bear um, to help these these people get out of the situation that they're in right now, because I know that they could use your help. Um, so, Vanessa, uh, one of the questions that I asked you sort of on the break was, uh, you said uh, part of the reason that you do ninth and 11th grade is to, um, I want to say prevent, but to discourage kids from stepping into becoming a trafficker. I can't yes. imagine somebody wanting to do that. Tell me why. Well, <laughs> there's two there's two kinds of scenarios that come up, um, and really they come out of a, a deep vulnerability nine times out of ten. Um, when you see someone who's um, thinking about uh, harming someone else, um, you know, so that they can get ahead, um, there is, you know, either a situation where an individual has been corrupted by older family members, uncles, mm-hmm. aunts, family, you know, fathers, mothers that have said, hey, this is our family business. This is how we make ends meet. And um, and they've just um, made it seem like it was something normal. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think if you think about families where there's long lines of incest, it would yes. be the same thing where, you know, look, this is what we do. This is our family business. We sell people. We take advantage of people. And you never realize how bad it is until you're pulled away from it and you get healing from that yourself. The other thing is, um, you know, we want one in six boys are um, sexually molested in the U.S. and um, and one in four girls. And if that goes unhealed, um, why would you have any um, you know, you know, especially if you've been systematically um, sexually abused as a mm-hmm. child, as a young man, um, and young men typically are, um, you know, statistically speaking, are more the perpetrators than uh, girls. And so if you were, you know, uh, abused over time and no one came to your aid, no one listened to you, no one cared that you were being molested, why would you care that somebody else is being sexually abused? You know, um, there's a certain sensitivity, a certain um, there's a certain ep- empathy and compassion that may have um, been shut down in you because of the abuse that you've in- you've experienced. Um, and then the other thing is um, the um, um, DePaul School of Law did a study of uh, t- uh, several traffickers, and one of the things that they saw is that 88% of those traffickers had experience had c- been raised in families where there was domestic violence and where there was abuse. So there is a direct correlation between abuse and human trafficking. Okay, that that makes sense. Um, I I somehow I got the sense of you know th- these are. Um, you know, I, I want to say good kids, and why would they step into trafficking? But uh, you know, kid- well, and then we've seen that too. And I yeah. guess the one thing I'll say is, um, you, you know, I've seen kids that, um, you know, that aren't. And, and when I say I don't know if I, uh, you know, the whole good kids thing, right? So mm-hmm. they're they all start off that way, but they've right. been corrupted yeah. in some in some way. But um, but I will say, like kids that don't have his like long term trauma, right? Mm. They don't have like yeah. maybe they come from intact families. There hasn't been a whole lot of uh, personal abuse they've endured. We've seen that. And one one of the things that I think how that can happen is um, the internet really lends itself. It makes a mm. way for these kinds of transactions to occur in a much easier way. And if you have a friend who, and you're very naive and you have a friend that mm-hmm. comes to you and says, look, all we have to do is like connect these girls with these guys and, you know, watch out for them. And we make, you know, a bunch of money, yeah. you know, you can you can easily see how young people unknowingly can be ensnared in doing something like this. Yeah, I mean that's sort of what where I was going was like, 
you know, it, it, there has to be some kind of trigger. Um, either they experience, uh, experience this or they're, they're dr- sort of, I don't want to say dragged in, but a friend says, hey, come on, let's do this, uh, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of thing. So uh, that's interesting. I'm, I'm glad the education piece is a prominent part of what you do. So, Vanessa, you know, this, this month is about being a catalyst for change. Needless to say, you're making change. So you definitely see yourself as a change agent, yes? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and so how, how are you executing change? Because there are many different ways to do this. How are you actually making change in the world? Well, I mean, the obvious areas are to transform the way people see themselves, the way they see their, what they see themselves as, whether they see themselves as valuable and important. And my, you know, my primary focus is for people, everyone that I meet, and I mean everyone, to feel loved, to feel mm-hmm. important, to feel appreciated. And that's the, you know, the millionaires who's the, you know, who's donating to our cause. And that is the exploited young child that I encounter and that I may encounter on the street. And so that's, that's one. And and I think there's a lot of change in that because it's changing Mm -hmm. mindsets, it's changing beliefs. But then beyond that, it's, you know, changing, um, changing the the policies, the ways in which we maybe in times past, we called children who were ensnared in human trafficking, we called them prostitutes. We don't call children prostitutes because prostitution is a penal code. It's a legal term for someone who is committing a crime. Mm -hmm. And children are not committing a tra- crime they are victims of childhood rape so that might be the w- one of the areas where I'm changing uh, where I'm a change agent changing the the way that we deliver our classes in schools and health and in US history and in a sex ed and and focusing on human trafficking and then changing our corporate uh, environments right so mm-hmm. right now um, when when we look at interns interns for corporations um, interns have to have co- a lot of our in- interns and in Corporations have to have college um, college degrees. Well, in my book, you know, most people who have college degrees are going to um, do pretty well for themselves. It's the ones that don't have any education that have not been even, you know, given the opportunity to attend school that um, are the most vulnerable to this kind of thing. And they need to have an opportunity to participate in corporate America as well. And so I am trying to provide some inroads for them through our IT Academy, where we're actually taking survivors of human trafficking, members of foster care, members of, um, of that people that have been previously homeless, and we're providing them education and opportunities to obtain careers in IT. And so, you know, those are just a few of the areas where we're, we're hope, hopefully changing the world for, for the better. And Vanessa, I, I think also one of the other things that you mentioned uh, around not being aware, I mean, teachers are, are uh, they become uber aware of child abuse, you know, if a child comes in with broken arms on a regular basis or they're bruised or I, I had um, one colleague whose daughter um, forgot that she had to do a show and tell and she's a tomboy. So she was always bruised, falling out of trees, getting hit with baseballs, that kind of thing. And so she gets up to do her um, her little presentation, her show and tell, and she starts showing off her bruises 
you know, and, and, and she's telling where she got them and all this. And the teacher goes absolutely bananas, goes into the principal's office, says to him, I think she's being abused. She's horribly bruised. She just did a presentation on, you know, where she's gotten them all. But I don't think it's true. So they called in her parents and uh, and the police are there. And it, it, and the child comes in. She goes, no, I wasn't abused. You know, literally, I'm a tomboy. I fall out of trees and I get I play baseball. So I oftentimes get hit with a ball or I, I skid into a base or whatever. And my the mom said, and all I wanted to say is, when I get home, I'm going to kill you. Um, and, of course, she said the last thing I could do was say something like that with the police and everybody else. But are we as aware, you know, we're aware of abuse like that, but are we as aware of rape and, and like you said, the, the uh, Harry who, his, his kids didn't have a winter coat. Are we looking at those things too and being aware of those as opposed to just sending them home and say, get an appropriate coat? No, we're not. And um, it's very, you know, uh, when I would come into some classrooms, I remember I went into a couple of classrooms in Fremont a few years ago. And one of the teachers, uh, there was a there was a a student there who was sleeping all day in class and Mm -hmm. rolling in a uh, she was rolling in a um, a um, a luggage um, oh. a suitcase. And, um, you know, I, you know, I guess maybe the teacher thought it was like a blended family where she, you know, she was going between houses or something like that. Well, this girl was being exploited. You know, mm. there's no doubt that this person was being exploited. She was being kept up all night, sold throughout the night, forced to go to school during the day. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the family, the parents knew that this was happening or were even participating in it because oftentimes when you see that a child continues to go to school during the day, even though they're being exploited at night, it's because the parents don't want any um, scrutiny to come to them exactly. that, um, you know, well, why, why is your kid chronically absent? Well, so they say, look, you, you better be in school, you know, because if you're marked absent, then they're going to come knocking to me and they're going to take my, you know, my CalWORKs check or they're going to, you know, um, come in and, and, and hold me accountable. So, um, find that oftentimes with parents who are drug addicted or maybe disabled, um, especially in the economy of Northern California. I, I, I one person that came, comes to my mind, um, was in, in, uh, in a class at a, at a, uh, ROP in a ROP school. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they, they said that their parents' rent had been raised a thousand dollars a month wow. and they were getting ready to be homeless. And this, this student was disabled, um, um, has some, um, um, uh, some c- computational challenges and some, um, just, d- just some disabilities. And, um, and they said, I'll do anything. I don't want, I don't want my parents and I to be homeless. What can I do? And I just thought, what do you think, you know, if, be, if, if that person told the wrong person that, mm-hmm. you know, what, what would happen with that, you know, and this somebody who doesn't have all their mental faculties, they're desperate and they're willing to do anything. Right. So audience, uh, while we take this break, think about how can you become more aware? How can you really have your eyes open and looking and really assessing what's going on, especially our teachers of dance, school, wherever you might be? Being aware of your students and what's really going on with them in a way that you might be able to actually help them and change their situation. And we'll be right back.
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Have you left your corporate or military career to start your own business? Are you frustrated that you're not seeing the success you expected as an entrepreneur? Let leadership expert Linda Patton show you the key skills and mindset you need to engage your team, build your influence, and create the thriving business of your dreams. Linda Patton understands the challenges and frustrations facing a new business owner. Drawing from her own 40 years of experience in the military, corporate, government, and entrepreneurial arenas. That's why it's become Linda's life work to help women like you truly become the world-changing, extraordinary leaders you are meant to be. Are you ready to step in, step up, and step out into leadership to create an exceptional business and life? Start by scheduling a free 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at Dare to Lead with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, leadwithlinda.com. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Linda at daretoleadwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back. And I have just someone who I admire very, very much, um, Vanessa Russell. And she believes that the issue of human trafficking can be solved through love expressed in prayer, safe housing, mentoring, job training, outreach, and education. Her professional hope is really to inspire and motivate us all to develop business and ourselves. She and her husband, Peter, I'm sorry, Pastor Timothy Russell, are blessed to have seven children. So tell me quickly about your children. (laughs) Yes, our youngest is 11. Our oldest is is, uh, getting ready to be 30. So um, yeah, so very uh, excited. We are a blended family. Um, We we just um, really have been 
blessed to have a, a, a nice spread of girls and boys. So four girls, three boys, and we actually are grandparents as well. So it's been, <laughs> it's, there's never a dull moment in our yeah, lives. <laughs> I, I can imagine. So um, we've been talking about change and the work that you're doing in changing the awareness of, around human trafficking. But what are some other areas that need change in the future? Well, I think the area that is, is, I think, right in front of us is workforce development. And I really need the help of uh, other leaders, like-minded leaders, to join forces with me to open up more doors in, in corporations and in the small businesses to provide sustainable careers for our survivors, and not just our survivors, but just people in the underserved and under-resourced communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and my belief is that, you know, one of the things we observed is as women were coming through our homes and they were graduating, they had, you know, minimum wage jobs and they still had to live under the roof of someone else who was, um, uh, you know, who may, may be someone who is doing drugs or drinking. And these are women that need to live sober lives. Mm-hmm. And they're 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 being influenced, uh, and by something that isn't healthy for them and their children. Maybe they're living in the household that is overcrowded, um, and you know where certain behaviors are around them that are triggering them. All of those things are really challenging to someone who's experienced a great deal of trauma in their past. Mm -hmm. And so, I would like for them to be able, like one of our recent graduates from our IT academy. She graduated, um, she was in our home for 18 months, and now she works for Cisco Systems. Mm-hmm. And now she is, a, she is a network engineer, and she's making a livable wage. She's able to have her own, um, her own house for, sh- for herself and her son who has autism so that they can live. You know, she, her son has special needs. He ha- needs an environment with certain noise levels and, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. And she's able to provide that for him. And it's not she's not asking for a handout. She just asked for a hand up. Yeah. And um, and so. Um, there's, I mean, there's just tons of people like that that I could give you, mm-hmm. and um, so we just need more, more businesses to ra- come together and be willing to try to address this issue uh, together. I think that's so very key um, to really come together and to look at, um, you know, how we can provide jobs, education, and that kind of thing to individuals like this, um, as well as uh, individuals coming out of the prison system who, yes, you know, really want to turn their lives around. It's how can you provide a job for them um, in such a way that they can have a sustainable life. Um, Vanessa, you have a free gift for our audience. Would you like to share that with us, please? Yes. So um, I have a couple things, actually. I'll put out there that I'm the author of a book that is called Fight for Love. It's a 12-step study guide that um, I'd love to get in the hands of someone who is a survivor of abuse, domestic violence, or human trafficking. Um, And that it is a, um, it's a Celebrate Recovery book, so it's faith-based. So if you're someone in that community and you'd like that book, we'd love to get you a copy of that. And then we have some bracelets that say you are loved on them. And they are um, bracelets that we give out when we do, when we go into our street outreach and I would love to um, provide those to uh, five of our listeners today so if if anybody's interested please uh, let us know 
That is fantastic. Thank you so much. And I love I love your book. I love the fact that it's a 12-step recovery program um, and faith-based. Um, my Art of Hurting Cats Leading Teams of Leaders is also a 12-step program, and it's but it's designed to help the recovering reluctant leader and telling them, in essence, what are the steps that they need to do and how can they, in essence, step out from behind the curtain and be, truly lead. So fantastic. And yes, people definitely take advantage of that. If you have a community that you're working with um, that is in human trafficking, domestic violence, or abuse, definitely request a copy of this for your community or more. Um, and maybe even have Vanessa come speak for you. That would yes. be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Linda. I really appreciate that. Yeah. That'd be so much fun. Okay. So um, as we are coming to the close, um, what changes are you most proud of in your community? Well, you know, I, I'm just so people focused. Um, I'm, I'm proud of each individual, the young lady that I mentioned um, that has taken a hold of this opportunity and, and, and she has just run with it. I'm proud of another young lady that's in our house right now that's in the IT Academy that mm-hmm. is moving forward with that. I'm proud of people. Maybe they, they, they haven't ex- ex- experienced the full gamut of, you know, just going through and getting a sustainable job. But they just decided for today, today they're going to live a clean and sober life. Today they're going to um, um, just be present and be kind to one another. Um, I, those are things that um, I'm proud of people that are being reunified with their children. Um, I'm proud of um, the thousands of students that we've been able to educate. Um, one person that comes to mind, um, a, a boy, a young boy that um, our team actually educated, and he was in the process of being recruited to be trafficked. And, um, and, and we were able to show him that he was being groomed by an older guy online. And because of that, he, um, he, um, he was able to, to break off the communication that he was having over social media. And so there's just so many, you know, we, we've, we, I didn't mention this earlier, but we've been able to um, support law enforcement with rescuing over 90 women and children, um, 90 women and children that, ha- that were ensnared in trafficking in some way were re- restored to their families. So there's just so much to be proud of. I don't even know where to start, but I'm just, and I'm just, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to, um, to be a light and to be um, in a, a, a encouraging and loving towards people who need it so very much. Well, I love the fact, Vanessa, that you also walk the talk. You bring these individuals who are changing their lives into your own home and support them that way. Yes? Yes. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the one of the 76% of survivors that have been surveyed in this one study said the main, the two things that they need to exit the life are housing and work, um, you know, sustainable work. And so um, we realized very quickly, you know, you can be out there raising awareness all you want. You can do stings. You can rescue people. Oh, yay. I got them off the street. Where are they going <laughs> to go on day two, right? Exactly. They, they got to have somewhere to go. And then when they get in your house and they graduate, which is what we experience after 18 months and they graduate, but they have no skills, you know, mm-hmm. you've taught, you, you, you haven't taught them to fish. They don't know how to, you know, sustain their, their livelihood. And so these are all elements of just living, uh, living the full, a full, uh, to the fullest extent of their purpose. 
And I think that's some of the challenges with many of the recovery programs is the fact that, like, you you may recover them from drug abuse or alcoholism or whatever, and they've gone through the program, and then you throw them back out on the streets, and like, so what do I do now? Right. You know, without that sustaining and, you know, how, what do I do when I get out? Um, because it is a very protected environment. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And, uh, and then they're back out in the real world where there are traffickers and there are people who are going to encourage them to go to the bars or to you know grab some uh, drugs or whatever it might be. And without that support, um, it's, it's almost been uh, a wasted time for them and for the community, right? Right, exactly. And when you think about many of these, these uh, folks, you know, they don't have um, stable family members to come back to. Right. They don't have someone who's going to say, okay, now, we're, now you're, you're doing well, you know, I'm going to set you up. They don't have that. So we have to be their family, so to speak. We have to provide, um, think in advance, you know, ahead. They're going to need to be self-sustaining. Because uh, we can't make a dependent person that's going to come out of here because there's no one for them to depend on. Right. And I, I, I did, um, I did a, a fair amount of nursing in Oakland. And one of the things you run into a lot is crack babies. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, mom can't take care of them. If you're yep. lucky, you have a grandmother who can take care of them. And, and if not, where does this baby go when it's when it's time to be checked out of the hospital? And that's another area that, to me, there's not a thought. Well, there is some thought, but not as much thought as to how do we keep them self-sustaining so that they can grow up and be a, a you know fu- fully functioning within this community, right? Yeah, um, we have a um, situation where one of our family members was born addicted to crack. Mm. And, um, and you, you know, when you see the effects that it has on, oh. a, on a child's development over time, their development, their inclination to be drawn to addictive mm-hmm. behaviors, and it's just a constant battle. And, you know, some people are like, well, why don't they just get the point? Why don't they just stop? Why don't they? Well, hey, you know. They were born addicted to drugs. Exactly. They were, you know, so um, it's a lifetime of having to undo this thing that was part of their gestation, mm-hmm. you know. And so not to say it can't be done, but it's definitely, um, it's not done by, you know, just one parent. It's done by a community who cares. Right. And you really have to be, you as the individual also need to be very diligent and know that, that's a situation that you have to work with every day and be yep. constantly vigilant with it. So, Vanessa, as we begin to close um, the episode, would you give our audience sort of like one last tip that they should not forget uh, from this episode? Well, I would say if you see something that doesn't look right to you, um, I'd encourage you to call the National Human Trafficking Hotline. You can call anonymously, and that number is 888 3737 I'd also encourage you to become, uh, you know, uh, get involved with Love Never Fails. You can do that by going to our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com. We invite you to volunteer with us. And we also invite you to become a member of our program um, where we can, you know, kind of train you and make sure that there's an awareness level about different things that are going on online or in, in, you know, in the streets. So um, we do, you know, we do a lot of activities in the environment. Uh, in the communities throughout California. And so we'd love to have you come out. But yeah, those would be the things I would leave you with. 
Okay, so thank you so very much, Vanessa. Um, audience, so if you see something that doesn't look right, definitely connect with the National Human Trafficking Organization. And I believe you said it was 888-373-7888? Correct. Okay. Um, and get involved with Love Never Fails. Or if this isn't your cause, then find a way to get involved with your cause. It may be um, drug abuse or alcoholism or literacy or clean water or whatever it may be, but step into your cause and really make it work. And until next time, remember, you can connect with me at Linda at dare to lead with Linda.com for Awaken the Leader or The Art of Hurting Cats, Leading Teams of Leaders. And until next time, remember, be courageous and dare to lead. And we'll see you then. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week. 